Thank you to Contentful for supporting our podcast. I'm Marcelo Lewin, and this is the Contentful Creators Podcast, Season 1, Episode 10. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of the Contentful Creators Podcast, where I have conversations with content architects, designers, developers, and other creators who use the Contentful content platform and related technologies to create web experiences. I'm Marcelo Lewin, a content solutions architect and a certified Contentful professional. Today, I'll be chatting all about migrating from WordPress into Contentful with my guest, Ben Greenberg, a former Lyft and Airbnb engineer who migrated his own website, glowystuff.com, from WordPress into Contentful. But before we get started, if you want more podcast episodes, tutorials, webinars, and blog articles all focused on creating web experiences using Contentful and related technologies, please visit www.contentfulcreators.com. All right, Ben, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Marcelo, it's great to be here. I'm happy to have you here. I found out about you because of your site. You do some glowy stuff, which I love glowy stuff, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. But before we talk about your site, why don't you give us a bit about your background? Yeah, so I've been doing startups or engineering for about a dozen years now. I dropped out of college to do my own startup, moved out west. Since then, I've worked for Lyft and Airbnb. But my main passion is glowy stuff, and that's what my website does. It's what we sell. So tell us a little bit about your technical background. What did you do at Lyft and Airbnb? Yeah, so at Lyft, I worked on driver acquisition and on building the applicant processing system and also on the driver referral and the passenger referral program. So just working on driver and passenger growth from the back end using PHP and Python. So at Airbnb, I worked uh, pretty heavy back end stuff, service oriented architecture, which was all to support the Airbnb experiences product. Basically was working pretty heavily on the back end then, but I've switched to be more front end focused since the Lyft and Airbnb and other work. So what made you switch between the back end and the front end since they are very different in the sense of the kinds of things uh, that usually a developer is attracted to? Yeah, front end is totally different from back end in a few ways, especially in terms of having to keep up with so many new technologies. But the reason that I became so interested in the front end is just that it's so powerful right now. And you can do so much with just a front end and with things like Contentful provided for you on the back end. I see. And from the front end perspective, what kind of technologies do you work with? Our app is written in React, but we use the Gatsby JS framework. We're hosting it all on Netlify. And of course, we have Contentful on the back end. For the front-end technologies, we use certain JavaScript and CSS uh, frameworks and tools, which I could go into if you like. Sure. What kind of frameworks do you use? Yeah. So one thing that we introduced recently is Storybook for React, where we can push individual components. But we're also using uh, technology like TypeScript is really big for us. And then on the styling side style JSX and post CSS. TypeScript, yeah, I should have mentioned that pretty early on because that's a pretty fundamental aspect of how we're approaching it. Sure, definitely. And we're actually going to have a podcast on TypeScript, so we're not going to get into the details of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I look forward to that. You got a full tech stack there. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. So let's jump in. I mean, obviously you are going through a migration from WordPress for your current site to your new site, glowystuff.com, right? Did I get it right? Yeah, that's right. Glowy stuff. Yeah. So you're migrating currently from WordPress into Contentful. Before we jump into the details of your migration process and what you're going through, why don't we set a baseline here for everybody to understand the difference between a traditional CMS such as WordPress in a headless CMS such as Contentful. So maybe you can start with that. Totally. So the WordPress approach that everybody used, maybe begrudgingly, is that you have this WordPress admin on the sort of the editor side, and then this creates the website using the WordPress framework. Now, WordPress itself is written in PHP. So if you really wanted to go in and customize the front end, you'd have to work with all of their front end code. And in addition, WordPress sort of comes prepackaged with certain models like post and page. But the deal is that WordPress is basically a bundle, whereas the headless CMS approach is you take that part that was on the WordPress admin, and it's also sort of you're building your own model. And by separating it, you get a bunch of benefits beyond just having a new thing that's better than WordPress. But it being separate is really valuable by itself. Yeah, and I think the key thing to stress here as we move forward in our conversation is that in no way are we saying WordPress is bad because I've done WordPress for many years. You've obviously done WordPress for many years, but there's just different philosophies of what a traditional CMS like WordPress is and a headless CMS like Contentful and others are, right? So as we move forward, I mean, there's pluses and negatives to both. So I want to make sure, you know, people out there that are, you know, total WordPress people that love it, you know, continue using that and have fun, obviously. Yeah. And to give credit to WordPress, it's what allowed us to launch without really yes. coding at all. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we did some coding. And so that's the bundled approach. And I know that a lot of people that are offering headless CMS right now, they might offer a comprehensive approach that is sort of similar to WordPress, but the ability to pick certain parts of it and just pick the headless part was, has been really valuable to us. Right, right. Definitely. And that way it opens it up for you to deliver it to as many channels as you want and you make it look and feel like you want to, but the back end, which is the content model and, and the admin side, that's all controlled by Contentful. Yeah. And, and I'm sure we'll get to this at some point, but for people that want to keep one side of WordPress, whether it is the front end or it's the back end, it, like there's now tools to pick and choose different parts of WordPress as well. Oh, that's very cool. So explain that a bit more. When you say pick and choose, are you talking about specifically if you're staying with WordPress or if you're moving to, let's say, Contentful and you want to keep the front end of WordPress, but use the back end of Contentful? Yeah, I did not want to take this approach myself because let me speak from my experience because I haven't explored the tools for all the scenarios. I know that they're out there for all the scenarios, but our case was that we the WordPress admin got pretty close to the functionality that we wanted. It wasn't strictly built around our models, but it was the WordPress front end that we kind of wanted to get away from. But it's possible for either side to be replaced, is my understanding. Oh, that's interesting. Huh? That's pretty cool. I didn't know about that. But it's been a while since I've been with WordPress. So let's start talking a little bit about this migration you're going through. So far, since you're not fully migrated yet, but so far, what has been your biggest pain point that you can tell us about? In terms of migrating, we have kind of an easier situation than a lot of people because we're not trying to preserve the same front end and the same data models in a lot of the cases. In fact, even the name of the site has changed to glowystuff.com. Really, I wanted to consolidate it with another website. I'm also moving another brand, Glowcon. 
So basically, we are changing a lot in terms of relaunching this brand. We're changing how the front end looks. We're changing how we do the taxonomy. So some challenges we haven't had to face because in terms of porting over data, it's mostly just like certain articles that we're keeping and we're redoing the taxonomy. So we don't have some of the challenges that others might have, but I've used some of the tools as far as imports and exports. So you're planning on running both concurrently, basically a previous site in WordPress and Contentful as you slowly migrate, or are you going to do just like a switch when you're ready? Yeah. So the plan is to keep running until blowystuff.com is at the point where we can announce it. We have like initial content that we, including a new video and things like this, that we feel comfortable launching it with. And then at that point, we could set it to be a redirect. Got it. So everything will be, re- so you don't have to merge data, let's say from Contentful into your WordPress site right now, just to start that slow migration. You're basically going to just do a switch. Yeah. I mean, in the case of the articles, we can kind of copy and paste into the rich text editor, but But in the case of discuss comments, we need to do some things in the case of that. But our data migration situation is easier because we're kind of rebuilding our structure around contentful and a more modern front end. Got it. So you're not really migrating any content models from WordPress at all? Well, we were rebuilding them in a way. And so that's been interesting. If you're using migration in the sense of like, you know, we're moving to a new system, so we need to rethink our models because with WordPress, they're building in certain concepts like post and page. And with Contentful, you build your data model from the bottom up. I mean, I was kind of, whenever I first started with Contentful, I was kind of wondering, why aren't there like templates like of the WordPress sort where they already guide you through it? I thought that might be an interesting feature. Like here's the recommended modeling for if you're doing posts and pages. But what I actually ended up finding, and maybe it's just because me as an engineer, I like to build it from the ground up, but was that picking my own models gave better models than WordPress, which which is sort of a one-size-fits-all compared to Contentful. Totally agree with you. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm kind of like a database geek. To me, building content models is almost like building a database schema. Totally. And another schema that we had in this case would be WooCommerce for products. I see. Well, let's talk about the WordPress tech stack that you had, because we want to start with that to understand what you had. And then I want to talk about your new tech stack with Contentful. And then we'll get into details of why you made certain decisions. Totally. And I want to say that we really were committing to the WordPress stack for a while and using what I think were some of the better technologies for this area. So our hosting was on WP Engine. They provide really professional support. It's great. And it pretty much has a lot of the features that you'd want you have Git-based deploys, you have the ability to copy staging, To produ- it's all very well done and uh, supported. And then, of course, we have WordPress, and then the main level on top of that was WooCommerce. And then WooCommerce has all of its own customizations and plugins and small things. But then the big layer we added over that was a tool called WooZone, you know, kind of interesting tool that I haven't found a, a comparable thing for. I think we're going to have to rebuild for our case, but it would sync Amazon product prices and availability. So we were using affiliate links to Amazon and other sellers, and that was a powerful tool in, in terms of syncing. Oh, I see. And it synced directly into WordPress, the WordPress uh, backend. Yeah, it synced from the Amazon product advertising API into WordPress. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Like you said, you could probably write your own thing using probably the CMA, right? to be able to synchronize from Amazon directly into Contentful. That's my plan. I'm planning to start a new repo just devoted to product syncing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
So that was the WordPress tech stack. Let's talk about your new Contentful tech stack now. Yeah, so the new Contentful stack is that Contentful has replaced WP Admin and then Gatsby has taken over the front end as a React framework. All of the hosting is on Netlify. And then I can also go into the front end technology that we're using because that's its own topic. Yeah, definitely. You're saying you're using Gatsby, right? So you decided to go with static site generators. Yeah, we do Gatsby static site generation and and we're using GraphQL queries on Contentful to build out our site. Specifically, why did you pick GraphQL over just going through the SDK via REST? Yeah, great question. So when I worked at Airbnb on uh, service-oriented architecture, I worked on supporting GraphQL from the server side. And, you know, I thought it was interesting that, you know, they could request the fields that they wanted. It's sort of an abstract API. I knew that you could do everything like that with REST. So the argument wasn't very compelling for me. The argument for GraphQL became very compelling for me from the perspective of front-end. Basically, having types on my app that are synced up to these GraphQL queries, there's this clean separation in my React components between the GraphQL query, which you can have syntax highlighting for, and you can even have it, you know, look at the database as it goes. It's just a really good way to develop from the front end. And you only request the fields you need. It's sort of like all the server side justifications are to provide this front end experience. At least from my perspective, that's the main reason for using GraphQL. Right. No overfetching. Well, yeah, there's the overfetching thing. But then, I mean, I can share maybe like what a component looks like also. It's just I have my query for my components and my pages in the same file as the component. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yep. Makes sense. So tell us about your contentful architecture. And I mean, from the perspective of how you designed it, did you go with one space, multiple spaces, how many environments in each space, any backup plans, content syncing, any of that kind of stuff, any webhooks you've set up? So we knew that we wanted the ability to edit posts and products similar to we had with WordPress and WooCommerce. And we also knew that we wanted the same concept of a staging environment and get based pushes. We wanted a lot of these features from before. And then we needed rich text. That was a huge thing, was the ability to get the same level of editor features and also to create flexible taxonomies. But I was also looking not just for a WordPress replacement that would do the same things, but that was long-term sustainable. I was looking for products that were really like using modern technology and producing modern APIs. I see. So let's talk about the taxonomies and migrating from WordPress taxonomies into Contentful. Did you recreate them? Did you migrate them through scripts? What was your process there? Yeah, so since we were migrating to this new version of the site, we were able to totally rethink our taxonomies. And that included post and page. I think that in WordPress, everything is ultimately a post. But we kind of used a more narrow definition on our site where a post specifically refers to an article or a guide, and we can specify that in our data model. And then a big difference that we made was that with WordPress and then WooCommerce on top of it, you have two types of categories. You have categories and you have product categories. We kind of eliminated that concept. That's what we're going with. And personally, I'm glad we did because now I can have articles and products that are under the same category. So basically being able to build your model from the ground up means you can come up with a cleaner model of what you're doing. So does that mean you created sort of a content type called category and then you had a product type and an article type and each of those content types would have a reference to the category type, I guess? Yeah, so we have category, which has a parent category field. And we, in fact, define our homepage 
as a category. It's in fact the top category and the only one that doesn't have a parent category. I see. Okay, that makes sense. So what about any kind of keywords or metadata, right, that you attach to your articles for searching? How are you migrating those? We didn't optimize our original site very much. It was sort of like a raw dump from Amazon using this WooZone tool. And the only article which really made a bunch of money was a really well-researched article, Everything You Need to Buy for Burning Man. And so the idea with the new site is to produce new content, starting with the Glowy Stuff Guide to LED Hoops. We think this is like going to be a big market. Even if you're quarantined, you can you know, use a LED hoop for fun and record a video. Totally. <laughs> and so the keywords come from a bunch of research on that. And we're drawing this big sort of mind map of all of the communities and then once we understand our communities and their subcommunities, then we can branch off from that and research the keywords. I see. And then how do you implement those keywords within Contentful itself? Do you have sort of a content type for metadata? How are you implementing that? That's a very good question. So one model that I've been looking at specifically for products is an attributes model, which you might also call a tags model. So we have category, which is hierarchical and exclusive, where siblings don't overlap with each other. And then I'm thinking about this attribute model, which could also be scoped to a category. So for example, within the category of hoops, you could have the attributes of size, and then you could have different LED type attribute as a dropdown. These things could maybe cross with each other as variations. These are all types of modeling questions that you have to deal with from WooCommerce or any other e-commerce system. So we approach it that way. We look at other models or other systems and try to adapt it and build up our content full model from that. So guide us through that process that you went through. Did you analyze all of your current plugins like the WooCommerce? You analyze the WordPress database. And then how did you rebuild? In other words, I want to know you about your process. Did, did you have like a brainstorming session and then did you create relationship diagrams? What was that process like before you've implemented that content model inside of Contentful? Yeah, no, I've, I'm actively thinking about this now as I code up the site and hopefully by the time this podcast airs, it's much further along when people go to Glowy Stuff. But basically, since we're rebuilding the site, I'm looking at the designs visually. And then I'm asking, what makes sense as a content model here? What stands out as something that one of my editors would enter? And what are the relationships between these things? And so information architecture, and especially its relation at, to the design level and the engineering component level, is something I spend a lot of time thinking about as I build this site. And so I've thought a lot about uh, products, posts, and everything in that light. Now, you mentioned, going back a little bit, you talked about rich text fields. And there's a huge difference in the way the content is stored on a rich text field in WordPress with how it's stored in Contentful, right? Can you touch upon that and then explain how are you migrating any content in rich text fields from WordPress to Contentful? Yeah, so... In my case, I would probably copy and paste from WordPress into Contentful. I think that I'm able to reconstruct the number of things that I have. But for somebody that actually had to migrate it more manually, I think that there are good tools for doing the import from WordPress into Contentful. Yeah, I'm not personally familiar with them, but I could probably guess if there is not Such one. Somebody, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I guarantee that's why when we were speaking earlier about this and you said, oh, I didn't know you could use the front or the back of WordPress and plug it in to different things. And you definitely can. 
WordPress is such a major use case that most platforms, Contentful included, has developed solutions for migrating different parts of it. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, personally, I don't know right now. So, but I, I would assume that, like you said, yeah, it is. So you mentioned prior about rich text fields that you had in WordPress, and then you're migrating some of those into Contentful. And you said you're going to be doing cut and paste, which is fantastic. The beautiful thing and the big difference between rich text fields in WordPress versus Contentful on the back end is that one stores HTML or Markdown and the rich text field in Contentful stores it as JSON objects. So you can literally just pull out that raw content without having to worry about, you know, having to write script to tear out a strong tag or an EM tag or anything like that, which is pretty neat. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on that as well. Yeah, rich text and structured data are way better to have than HTML because HTML is sort of the view and you might have multiple apps that will consume a content backend. And so that's sort of what our reason for moving away from WordPress was, is that it's coupled. The front end and the back end are coupled. But with structured data, you can plug into anything. You can even plug in WordPress into Contentful, I'm sure. We should really look into this so we can verify this, but... Just an example of one tool that I've seen is just like a headless WordPress CMS where their entire thing is that you get WP admin and then you build a front end on top of that. So people are really taking apart WordPress and and making tools integrations where you can keep or leave different parts of it. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I read somewhere that ultimately that's where WordPress is headed because the reality is the future is headless. That just makes total sense being able to just attach to an API and let me decide. Like, for example, I'm doing at work the ability to deliver not only to content inside the app and content as a web page, but I'm also being able to deliver content through Alexa. So that makes a big difference. Yeah, that's that's really awesome to hear. I would add that it's not just the headless CMS side that people want to move to. It's also they want to use React and they want to use Vue and they want to use things on the front end. They don't want to be editing PHP per se. They want to choose their own tech stack, basically. Yes. Yeah, totally. 100% agree. Now, speaking of your media, such as audio, video, and images, I'd like to know, how did you store them in WordPress? Did you use the media manager within WordPress? And then also, how are you going to model that in Contentful? Are you using the media assets in Contentful tab where you can just upload media assets? Or are you creating your own custom media assets type to store more metadata? Yeah, so we create content types that have asset fields on them. And we also use assets directly, such as embedding them in rich text or using for our logo. Oh, I see. Okay. So you within the rich text field or, or whatever. So you're doing a mixture of both. Now the, the media assets that are your custom media assets that you said content types, why did you choose to create that? Are you adding more metadata that is supported within the standard media assets in Contentful? So an example would be product, where I have product featured image field. I see, I see. So you're embedding the media asset itself within another content type. Exactly. Yeah, okay. But then I also embed in rich text, or for example, if you upload something to the Contentful media area as a developer, I can always query that, in my case, through GraphQL during the build. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. So you've had a bunch of plugins, or at least a couple, in WordPress. 
how are you going to duplicate the functionality of those plugins provided in Contentful? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm confident that I can recreate posts and products and all that sort of functionality and rich text. The challenging thing for me is going to be replacing that the WooZone product, which was syncing the Amazon prices. So I think, uh, like we were saying before, using the CMA and combining that with you know the Amazon product advertising API, the Etsy API, different APIs like that, I'm actively exploring what we can do on that side. Do you think you'll be writing these scripts sort of as a contentful application that you can then release in the Contentful marketplace? Yeah, I mean, it would make a lot of sense for us to open source it in that case, because then everyone can help maintain these things and keep, you know, the Amazon product advertising API integration up to date. Yeah, I'm really looking at a lot of the options here. Yeah, definitely. Do you have a QA plan for this migration? Once you're done, what's your QA plan look like? So a big part of our QA process is to use Storybook for independently developing our front-end components. And then as far as editor QA, I'm considering using the preview function. For our developers, we have a staging environment. Okay, so you do have a staging environment for developers. Are you going to do anything where you allow your content authors to also enter content in staging? For example, let's say you introduce new features that is not available in production yet, but you still want to test them. Are you going to allow your content authors to access that environment as well? Yeah, I mean, if they needed to, I would give them access to staging. But the usual practice would be that the engineer makes sure that the feature works on staging. And then after it's merged in, basically previewing content would be done by the by the developer. But if an editor needs to check out a new feature, then for sure they can check out the staging environment. Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So what do you wish Contentful had that you liked in WordPress, at least so far? I know you're not live yet, but... As big of a community would be, would be nice. And that's a good one, yep. What do I miss from WordPress? Well, that WooZone plugin, something, you know, integrations like for pulling data are really interesting like that. So more developed marketplace, I guess. A lot of my things with Contentful are more around integrating with the front end. Yeah, that was your big reason for moving is because you wanted full freedom on the front end, basically. Yeah, and I feel like Contentful does a pretty great job of integrating with Gatsby and other aspects of my setup. But it's just inevitable when you're integrating multiple technologies that there's challenges. But I'm trying to think of like the editor experience. I'll have to see what it's like to run a media company on top of Contentful. That's when I'll be able to really complain about it, I feel. Because right now we're still in the, the building stage, but I, oh, I'm really looking forward to making some UI extensions though for Content. Have you messed with that at all? I haven't messed with UI extensions yet, but then I believe they're starting to be replaced by the apps that you can now create. But I think you can also do UI extensions, but I think they're pushing you to more towards creating full Contentful apps. You'll create your own app is what they're saying. Like it, for my case, for example. Yeah, they have the application framework that you can create apps that then you can just search in their marketplace and install within Contentful to expand or extend the functionality. So it's UI, think of it as a UI extension to the power of 100, basically. So there's a lot more functionality involved. So it's the, this app framework that they introduced. I see. Yeah. So UI, the app framework, sorry, might have access to the user's data as well. Yeah, I'm not real sure because I'm not very familiar with the entire framework, but I do believe that that may be true. But again, it's just a lot more functionality that you can build, bring into the web app now, the admin app. 
it would be fascinating if I was actually able to sync Amazon data with my app and then offer that for other people to work on Contentful. Yeah, I don't think why you wouldn't be able to, because I know they have a integration with Cloudinary, which is a digital asset management system where you can basically store, obviously, images in all sorts of media and manage it just like a regular DAM, but all through Contentful. And that's using the app framework. So it's actually a, a Cloudinary app that you just install in your settings and then you can instead of using a media asset use the cloudinary media asset and it literally opens up your entire cloudinary library in the back end which is obviously coming from a third party so i can't believe that one doesn't exist yet or if it doesn't i'm sure it will very soon yeah and there's certain types of functionality that it would need such as like syncing every 15 minutes or something like that right 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 exactly so Thinking about the process you've gone through so far, switching from WordPress into Contentful, and you're obviously going through this migration. So far, with everything you've done, what do you think you would have done differently? Would have done differently? Well, I mean, a big step in my whole migration, I should mention, is that I originally was going to build Contentful myself. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need this WP admin type thing, but I need it to be headless. So I looked into Rails, ways of making my own thing. So the first step would have been to find Contentful sooner, I should say. <laughs> That's funny. But then as far as the actual and just realizing, hey, you don't need to build this. It's already out there. They have an API. It has a lot more features than you would end up building. But after finding it, let's see. I feel like we've made pretty good tech decisions. Like we haven't done too many things I regret. Oh, maybe on, on rich text, like we overmodeled a bit, you know, but I, I feel like that's not a Contentful thing so much. Uh, you know, that could have been better. Do you mind if I ask you how many content types you currently have? Yeah, yeah. so right now we only have seven. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're going to add a few more. Okay, that's not bad. That's not overmodeled. I mean, especially for a product site. Oh, it was just in one particular case where we had, so on Rich Text, we have a component called Product Card, which is basically, that one we kept, but it's basically a product embed with some descriptive text and it has a link and, you know, a couple of things that sort of surround the product. You place a product card in Rich. But originally we had like product card set and that was sort of excessive because we could just use the inline embed to just get multiple of them. Right, right. I see. So you went through and refined the model as you... We are still refining the model constantly and that's why migrations are like such a big thing. I have to say that's a great feature on kind of, it could use improvements in certain areas, but I've actually never had such a nice migration experience. Yeah, definitely. But I have a special migration experience too. But you haven't used any code to migrate actual content because you're going to be either recreating it or just cut and pasting, you said, correct? Well, to be clear, I do sometimes migrate data as well as structure. So like I will sometimes need to transform data from a entry into a list or something like that. I do that with migrations too. Oh, and you're doing that from WordPress into Contentful? Oh, no. I'm doing it now as I build my models. So I use Contentful migration to evolve my models. Oh, I see. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for migrating within Contentful any changes to the content model. That's right. That's right. But I'm trying to think, yeah, I think in the first go, what I would do, the way I would recommend, for my case at least, is that you create your models just to begin with. And then you can copy over a staging server and then you can migrate 
all the changes as you figure them out. Yeah, definitely. So what do you use? You said you're using the CMA to do that, correct? And they have migration scripts as well. I'm using the Contentful migration package, but I have a special setup. I'm using a tool. I have to find the name of it, but basically the way the tool works is that I make edits on staging and then it generates the migration from the difference between my Contentful staging and my master environment. Oh, that's very cool. And that's a tool that's provided by Contentful? No, it's not. And it really should be, actually. (laughs) I'm like, this is the way that the editing experience is supposed to work. Because right now, the way it works is you either don't get migrations because you're always using the UI uh, or you're coding everything up. But the way it should work is that I go in and I edit my staging model and then it migrates over the diff in code. And then I have version history and everything that you want. Right. And then you run that against master. Yeah. And it should all be integrated into CI. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I cherry, cherry on top. Although we have to build this ourselves right now. That sounds like a really cool tool and something that I could personally use in a current project. I'm in. Do you have it handy there where you can share with us what that tool is? Yeah. The tool is called Contentful Schema Diff. And it lets you diff in either direction, generates a migration. And I'll send you the link for the GitHub. Perfect. And we'll put it in the show notes. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's a great tip right there. Anything else you'd like to add before um, our interview comes to an end? Unfortunately, we're pretty much out of time. But if there's anything else I missed, please feel free to throw it in there. just want to say thanks for doing this podcast and bringing the Contentful community together so everybody can learn together. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that comment. And thank you also for being on the podcast today. It was a real pleasure speaking with you and also you sharing a lot of your knowledge because there's going to be a lot of people migrating from various traditional CMSs into headless CMS. So I believe this not only will help people going from WordPress to Contentful, but also really anybody going from a traditional to a headless CMS. There's going to be certain things that you'll have to do that this new world of headless introduces. So thank you so much. All right. Thank you. So if people want to get a hold of you, Ben, do you want to give an email, URL, whatever you like? Yeah, you can contact me at ben at glowystuff.com or ben at glowcon.com. Sounds good. We'll put it all on the show notes for people. All right, Ben, thank you so much. And to the rest of you, I'm glad you were here with us. Just a quick reminder to visit www.contentfulcreators.com for more podcast episodes, tutorials, webinars, and blog articles. So until the next episode, I'm your host, Marcelo Lewin. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone.